0: The Hokanui Breakfast Show with Connor Kitto Podcast. You
1: don't hear about Scotland much when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic and their response, but um, I'm, I'm guessing it's mainly because of the blonde Bonchelle and their, <laughs> their neighbours. They're always over the news because of their massive COVID-19 cases every day. Now, Helen McGregor, she was born in Roxburgh and schooled in Gore. She's currently in Scotland and she's talking to us over the phone now. Good morning, Helen, or afternoon or evening, should I say.
0: Good morning and it's evening here, yeah. dinner
1: time. <laughs> awesome. Hey Helen, how long have you been over in Scotland and what are you doing over there?
0: Um, about five and a half years since I moved here. Um, I actually moved from uh, Melbourne because mm-hmm. I was living there prior um, and I work for a financial services company here um, doing marketing.
1: Wonderful. And your job hasn't been too heavily affected, well I can imagine the marketing side of things has, by COVID-19?
0: Well, we're working from home, haven't been in the office um, since I returned from my lovely trip home to New Zealand in, in February mm-hmm. or the end of, sorry, the start of March, I haven't been in the office. Um, and uh, I've actually changed jobs in the middle of it all as well. Oh, wow. So I um, went to a new employer and it's been fantastic.
1: So what, what tell us about the approach that Scotland has taken to the COVID-19 pandemic. Is it different to Boris Johnson and England's approach or is it quite similar?
0: Yeah, so our First Minister, uh, Nicola Sturgeon, she was following um, Boris and doing what what Boris was up to as a whole of the United Kingdom. And I think she figured out pretty quickly that she wasn't happy with the way that um, that, that they were responding. And so um, the devolved governments, so uh, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland and England, basically have been doing their own thing. Uh, and the way Nicola's done it has been, uh, with a lot of compassion. She's been making up, making the rules, changing the rules, um, doing things quite sensibly and stably. Yeah. And it's interesting because there was some research out today that said that uh, 75% of Scots thought that she'd handled it well in comparison to about 17% of English, (laughs) uh, thinking about how Boris did it. So a nicely bit of research to say that, you know, Scott's actually pretty happy with how things have been going, even though it's been a nightmare.
1: And then looking back over here to your home country... How does it feel comparing what's happening in Scotland or the UK, I should say, to what's been happening here in New Zealand? It sounds like Jacinda Ardern and your minister over there, sorry I've forgotten her name, um, might have similarities. Nicola. Nicola, yes Nicola. Yeah,
0: Nicola Sturgeon. I think um, Jacinda's done an amazing job for New Zealand. Um, having a uh, border that is easy to close I think has been the, the winner in yeah. it all. Uh, it's so hard to close the borders here when you're so close to Europe and everything. Um, and I think Nicola and I think a lot of the other leaders around the world have taken New Zealand as a bit of that that role model and, and they've sort of tried to emulate some of that compassion and care and, and thought that goes into what's been happening. Mm. So New Zealand has really, I think, led the way um, in, in how we have responded as well.
1: If you just join us I'm talking with Helen McGregor, who's originally from New Zealand, currently based out of Scotland. Um, and what what's the what's the situation there now, Helen? Are you on a lockdown as we speak or is that just England?
0: Um, England's lockdown. Uh, no. Scotland has different rules. Uh, we are in a, a tiered rule approach, kind of like what happened um, when the the Auckland got locked down. Yeah. Um, so. Um, and where I live at the moment, um, I'm about 20 minutes north of Edinburgh in my area of Fife. Um, right. The pubs and bars are, um, can't sell alcohol at the moment. Um, they are restaurants uh, and cafes can be open if you're serving food up until 6pm at night. Um, you know, we've been wearing face coverings for months and months and months. Um, whenever we go into public places, that is, uh, or public um, shops and cafes and restaurants. Um, so currently we we are in a level of restriction, and we sort of haven't been free at any stage. I mean, there's still no crowds going to the football matches. Uh, mm. Football matches are, are played behind closed doors. Um, you know, there's um, we're not allowed to have people socialising with us currently in our house but we can in our garden uh, and it's going to be probably about four or five degrees outside um, tonight. It's really cold out there tonight. Um, So we've actually built a bar in our garden so that we can have (laughs) um, friends over. So we're allowed to have two families, Oh wow! uh, you and another family with a maximum of six people um, and they're not allowed allowed in the house. So lots of weird and wonderful things that we're having to do to (laughs) exist.
1: At least you've got some sense of freedom, which is great. But I mean, are you wanting to come back to New Zealand for Christmas or were you planning on coming back to New Zealand for Christmas or is that just not a possibility whatsoever? I
0: um, wasn't planning because uh, I was just in New Zealand at the start of the year, but you know, next year I'm planning on being back before Christmas, hmm. so October, November time. Um, and um, and and really, for Kiwis going back, to have a two-week uh two-week um, uh, isolation, um, what do you call it? isolation yep. um, and when you're traveling this far I would normally come for three weeks four at max yeah right so half of my holiday would be in in a hotel not seeing anyone not doing any of the things mm. I love doing and I'd be paying a lot of money for that so coming back is it, it's not really payable. unrealistic
1: yeah Absolutely. Okay.
0: And I know uh, I've kept a, a track of what's going on, and I understand that all the isolation hotels are all booked up for Christmas now, anyway. Yes, so. yes <laughs> they, they are.
1: They yeah. Yes, they are. Well, Helen, it's been fantastic to talk to you this morning. I guess um, what's the plan then from now? Are you just trying to work on through and hope and pray that the vaccine comes?
0: Yeah, there's vaccines. Um, they're actually starting to talk about vaccinating um, students to get them home for Christmas and some elderly people. Scotland, uh, well the United Kingdom in itself has bought a lot of um, vaccines and that will be happening um, I think uh, the first couple of weeks in December, right through January, by spring, so March, April we should have um, quite a lot of doses millions of doses of vaccine for mm. um, for those who need it. So that's really great.
1: It is good news. Helen who who is a, originally from Roxburgh and was schooled in Gore, she's currently based over just outside of Edinburgh in Scotland, which is a completely different situation to what we're living in, but in some ways similar. Helen, it's been fantastic to talk to you this morning, and I really thank you for your time.
0: No worries. Have a great day. The
1: Hakanui Breakfast with Kitto Podcast.